I was uh, within the seminary, and uh, one, two, three, eight of us packed in a minivan. Uh, yeah, and uh, we were being driven by one of our professors from Detroit to the seminary in Wisconsin, and uh, we were playing in a, a basketball tournament. And we started arguing about, uh, well, basically what came down to Tom Brady versus Joe Montana, which of course is an extremely important discussion. Uh, but the whole argument, and you know, the trip lasted six hours and the argument lasted eight. Uh, there were people who said Tom Brady, they'd rather have Tom Brady on their team in his prime, and there were the people who were right who said Joe Montana. But when we got out uh, of the van, <laughs> Monsignor, I think he died inside a little, you know, and he just said, you boys spent the whole time talking about something you can't prove. And, you know, and I said, so? You know, and that was the end of the discussion. But ever since humans have been around, I think this is one of those fun discussions we have, right? Who's the greatest? Um, and, you know, they were probably talking Caesar Augustus. They were probably talking about Agrippa. They were probably talking all these figures. And Jesus uses that very human, non-sinful moment to make a point that it's easy for us to miss. Whenever you and I think of a child, I assume, and again, I didn't have any, so this one's easy for me. I see a clean, sweet, neat little child and Jesus with his arms around him, and that's just not how kids were back then. That's not how society viewed children. And I know what I'm going to say sounds awful, but I didn't come up with it. Children back then, until they were 12, were a drain. They were hard to have. In that time in history, they were a kind of poor you and I don't understand. Uh, those who were considered what we would call middle class back then would have been lucky to get two meals a day. Now you think then about non-middle class, which was most of them, there's papers written about this. But children were a blessing once they turned 12 because then they could work. And when they can work and make money, then they can actually pay for their own food and maybe help a bit. Children died at an alarming rate. Infant mortality rate was 40 plus percent. A vast majority of children born never made it to 15 years old. Children were victims of disease and violence and neglect at an astounding rate. And so when Jesus makes this point about how you have to receive someone like you receive a child, he's not making a cute point. This wasn't a neat, clean, sweet little cherub who seems to look Italian in every picture I've seen. This was a dirty, hungry, tortured soul who could give nothing back in return for love, but love. Jesus' point is not the cuteness of it all, it's the horror of it all. That in the same way that a child could give nothing back but love, 
That's all we can give God. You and I have nothing he needs or doesn't have. What he wants is our love, not our accomplishments. He wants our filthy souls. He wants our spiritual poverty. He wants all of it, and he wants to hug it, not yell at it. I am so grateful for a God like this, but it terrifies me. A God who, who wants me to get things done for him, oh, I'm a German farmer, get out of my way. Then I can earn that love. But this is a relentless love, and it's not giving up on any of us anytime soon. So today, as we receive him in the Eucharist, I hope we know it's pure gift. And what he wants back is love. Not accomplishments, not righteousness, not our virtue. Those are symptoms. What he wants back is our hearts. Amen? Amen. Okay.